1: What's going on, everyone? Welcome once again to the Bass, Kayak, and Beers podcast on the Panel & Network. As always, it's your boy Armando with another great episode we got for you today. Um, Dan Perry is joining me. I'm super excited to always talk to Dan Perry um, when I have him on the show. However, um, the two guests that I had lined up... Um, this week I've kind of like uh, canceled on me. Well, not canceled. We had to reschedule because unforeseen circumstances. So Dan Perry was nice enough to join me for today. So we're going to have him come up in a few minutes. But uh, small intro before I start the show. Once again, thank you for Douglas Rod. Go check out douglasoutdoors.com, sponsor of my show. Go check out the x matrix and the lrs rods and if you like fly fishing go check out their fly fishing rod there's Sky g i think it's uh, an award-winning um rod um so awesome rods sponsor of my show so huge shout out to them um now that we've gone that, through that uh let's see what can i talk to you about before i bring that in um as you know i got second place on the slay nation um in lake fork not bragging about it it was only second place uh but i did get a chance to be on the um dark waters kayak fishing with josh Smith. so if you haven't listened to that episode i think it's episode 198 the one that has my name on it armando sola and my ugly face in the thumbnail so go check it out Go support Josh Smith, Dark Waters Kayak Fishing Podcast. Great podcast. Huge influence on on my personal podcast. So other than that, got to do a little pre-fishing for the next Lane Nation tournament, which is at Lake Granberry, which is a lake that I hate. I've been there four times. Today was the first time I even caught a fish there. So and it was only one fish in five hours. So but anyways, that is That's one of the things when we talk about becoming a better angler. Like I thought about like why am I going to enter into this um, trail because this lake is no good for me. But at the same time, if I want to be a better angler, whether it's competitive or just be a better fisherman, just for my own enjoyment, I got to learn how to fish bodies of water that I'm not comfortable with. So I figured I entered, you know, I'm I'm not super confident going into this um trail but i figured you know what i can't become better if i'm only cherry picking the lakes then i feel that i'm confident and good at i have to get out of my comfort zone so and that's what i want to encourage anybody out there whether you're doing it just to be a better angler for yourself to enjoy you know catching more fish on the water or whether you're getting into tournament fishing you know step outside your comfort zone you know go for those lakes that bodies of water that are struggle um especially when there's tournaments out there you know, obviously, there's some tournament fees that you have to take in consideration. But when there's a small club, you know, and the entry fees is not that much, then go ahead, you know, challenge yourself. You might surprise yourself. Anyways, that's what I got for you today. Dan Perry is about to join me. Before we do that, we're going to go into brief commercial from Waypoints. And then Dan Perry is going to join us. So thank you for listening. Enjoy the show.
2: Welcome back to the Paddling Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by... Yak Gadget, for all your fine kayak fishing accessories, go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting, go to pelican.com. And the 153 Bait Company, for all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the 153anglers.com. Now let's get this show started.
1: Dan the Man Perry, buddy, how are you? Good man, what's going on? How are you doing, Armando? Congrats pretty on good. the tournament, by the way. and second place. I lost to the Possum King. Well, second is awesome,
3: man. Don't second be sad. Good. Don't, don't, uh, don't you know? Don't put second place down. Well,
1: I don't. I don't want to sound like I'm gloating on, like, look at this guy gloating on his podcast. He has second place. He's only second place. But I mean, I'm proud of it. Don't get me wrong. I'm super proud of it. And the only thing in hindsight is like, I was so happy that I got my fifth fish because it was a tough day then i i left the you know i lift the foot out of the pedal you know i should have kept grinding it out and trying to call that smaller fish and that maybe would have gotten me the win, but man it was such a sense of relief when i caught that last fish that was like i kept fishing i just wasn't as aggressive as i should have stayed so that's lesson, mental check for the next one. Probably a good episode for our new segment on Paddle and Finn with Chris. I can never pronounce his last name. Chris, if you're listening, I apologize. What's his last name? Sly? Uh,
3: you got me. I'm pro-
1: I'm Chris, under- we do you know apologize. What? Yeah. Every I, I, other Sunday. Saturday or Sunday is his show? Sundays, right? Saturday? I think it's Saturday. Him
3: and, uh, him and the other the mm-hmm. brats i think they flip-flop on saturdays okay i, so I always listen during a week so i don't know
1: I yeah don't that's the, the same day. thing we...
3: yeah so i don't know exactly what day they come on i think it's saturday they flip-flop
1: yeah so go listen to him uh the mindset i think it's the name of his segment yeah. so mm-hmm. that's a good that's a good subject chris you can have that subject
3: <laughs> yeah, we, we, we need to talk about this grand barry, man we can sit here and look at the map and try to figure this out together
1: well it's two weeks away. I don't want anybody. My my, my listeners are from Slay Nation,
3: okay.
1: <laughs> but yeah, we can look at the map. We can figure it out if you want. Um, other than that, before I forgot, I was going to mention it on the intro, in the intro. Congratulations to the winners um, for the um, Hobie Bos at Mississippi River up in Wisconsin. Yeah. Matthew Brown got first place. Russ Snyder. Big surprise, second place, Jay Wallen, who's on a hot streak. Talk about momentum. If you don't believe in momentum in fishing, check out what Jay Wallen is doing lately. Eric Flesher and Texas boy, Gio Guillermo Gonzalez, making Texas proud. Got number fifth. Huge shout out to Catherine Fields too, man. I wanted to give a shout out to her because this is the second time I've noticed that she doesn't have a great first day. But she makes huge moves on the second day. And then she wins the... They give her a decoded lithium power move. mm -hmm. This is the second time I've seen her done that. I don't know how many people have done it twice. But what I do want to give a shout out to is... That speaks to her character, man. Her never give up. You know, that... I love that she's won that kind of award, so to speak. That power move award uh, twice now. Because it shows. It just personifies... Her as a kayak angler, as a person, she just she's just stubborn mule. She won't give up, and that's great. I say that in the most complimentary way I can say it. You know. So shout no, out she, to Catherine Fields.
3: Yeah, she's nothing if not determined, and I mean, yeah. she's gonna go out there and do the best, give it everything she has every time she goes out, she's she's getting better. I mean, it's 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 so so fun and so like everybody is rooting her on because she puts it all out there and she
1: tries so hard and good for her you know it is amazing amazing what she's done i mean what can what else can you say about Catherine? Yeah. so congratulations to her and everybody that took um you know that catch a check at the hobie bos in sesquah in sesquahana in um wisconsin mississippi river yep So what do you want to talk about, Dan? What can we talk about? Let's talk about KFL. I know you guys are going against um, one of the teams here from Texas. Um, The Bandits? Texas Bandits?
3: Not yet. This weekend we made it to to the playoffs in the South Division. We were undefeated. Our guys went down to Florida, had a great tournament, but got beat by them. Yeah, and, you know, going down to Central Florida and getting beat by the home team. I mean, that was the one on the schedule that was always going to be the most difficult. So, it's definitely understandable. The guys did good, but they didn't get the win. Um, And then last weekend, we were supposed to go to Indianapolis, which was one of the guys, whenever they came down here from India got COVID. Yeah. So that game got postponed, and because it did get postponed, and we were the only game playing that was supposed to play that last weekend um we were in it put us in whenever we lost in florida it put us in the second place and no matter what happened whenever we went to indy it was win or lose we were going to be in second place so we were all we already had second place so we decided that even though we had already paid for the place uh it just wasn't worth going up i mean we're all people who work so it wasn't worth burning the vacation time and burning the yeah. Uh, you know, to the time and the money and the effort, being away from families to go fish something that just didn't matter on a non-bucket list kind of lake. Not, not the, nothing against Lake Manitou and it looked like a lot of fun and there was plenty of fish, but um, it just really, you know, it, it didn't make any sense for us to go fishing. Okay. And I, I hate to say that and we were all at this point, and nobody wants to be the team that doesn't go fish. You know.
1: But well, let and me, and
3: me let, let, let me say, ask you this. Go ahead. It didn't make a difference.
1: So, let me ask you this because that brings up a good point. And not criticizing KFL, we understand whatever KFL is now. If it's going to move to the next stage mm. in becoming bigger, things have to change. Every single sports organization, especially something that's kind of groundbreaking, because we haven't seen really like a season and playoff in kayak fishing much less in uh team as a team sport so not criticizing kfl at all what greg nosar is doing i think is awesome and we're supporting him however it stands the reason that if it's going to move into more popular grounds there's going to be um an evolution on the sport now that you mentioned that you know seems like there's kind of like something that could be fixed there with the scheduling was it well you know to avoid it where you have to go to fish a place where it's like well the winner is already determined as far as who makes it to the playoff what are we playing for and again that's every sport every sport yeah. at the end of the season at some point with soccer football there's there's meaningless games that you and just have to comply with yeah but sure. how do you what do you feel needs to be changed or could be a, a good uh, suggestion for kfl moving forward
3: and if we if we if this week hadn't gotten postponed because of covid we would have went up to indy and let's say we would have won that i mean you know win or lose and then we went to florida and then lost like what happened we'd still be in the same place so it wasn't whether the game was before or after it really didn't you know we'd already seen it like this week, your spot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Tar Heel Lunkers who are third. So each there's three teams from the North, three teams from the South. So whoever at home playoffs, I call it the wild card weekend. Two teams play each other. Second and third from each division, North and South. There were 17 teams, six make it to playoffs. So Tar Heel Lunkers are coming to us and, um, and they're going to fish here. And the winner of that goes to Texas next weekend. So, uh, so yeah, it's um, no matter what. He, nothing in this case. There are some things with KFL that I think in the second year are going to evolve and change because, you know, like Bass, they've, they need to make some changes, and I'm sure KFL's going to make some changes too. But I think in this case, it wasn't necessarily anything that could have been done or anything that needed to be changed. It's just the way it rolled that we did so well during the season that the third-place team wasn't that close to us. It was always us us and the Bandits. And um, because we lost in Florida, they have home field advantage for the last week of the playoffs. And Lake Fairfield, which is going to be difficult. So.
1: Yeah, Lake Fairfield. And who's on the other team? I know one of my guests, uh, future guests is on the other team. It's it Bandits? I think it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bandits. Um Derek Miller's on that team as well, yeah. right? Yeah, right. Derek, <laughs> Derek Miller and Fairfield is a hard out, I'll tell you that much. Yeah yeah that's they should rename that Lake Derek Miller's lake. um i, I I've heard
3: I look heard, forward to the challenge.
1: yeah, I know it is. I think out of flor out of all the teams that really have a home court advantage, I think Florida, just because it is so geographically different from a lot of other places. like I've heard like Central Florida lakes are like the deepest you'll see a lake is six, eight, ten feet yeah. deep um a lot of grass it's like it's very kind of like unique i mean all places are unique but florida really seems to be something like different and you know you, you see guys over there like bonetti and um forgot his name i apologize uh, what's the other guy from texas is from florida is always putting big numbers anyways i forgot Bobby more
3: or b- bobby not more but uh, big bobby warren
1: too yeah bobby Moore. big gun more too. Um, but then, so, yes. You, you
3: say yeah. that but the Alabama Hammers did have the highest win loss ratio out of any other team, including Texas. And we only fished five games. So, whether it was on the road or at home, we won by more than any other team. Oh, no, no, no. And, and I'm not saying well, they're better. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I'm, I'm just saying the. So, whole I'm, field advantage for us has been, I would say, Florida is the toughest to go. I, I don't yeah. Now, nobody beat us at home either. So.
1: Yeah, I mean it it home court advantage is home court advantage. I just feel like Florida really has just because oh, yeah. it's really different. It's kinda of geographically different from everything else. Yep. Um just Everglades and stuff like that. And I don't do they do um um tidal lakes yeah. over there, you know. So yeah, that that's a huge difference. Yeah. Kinda like California.
3: Yeah, uh, well Washington Warhawks, they play it on
1: uh the Potomac. So that was title.
3: I, I think uh, maybe a couple other events were played on title fisheries too.
1: Yeah, that's that's a really different game right there.
3: Yeah, so- although there are some things that need to be, you know, just evolved into into year or two. two. Um, I would just say that the KFL for me, it's man, it's so crazy that people people are either for some. It seems like in kayak fishing, yeah, it's so sad like everybody wants to be in a in a group and this goes along with everything everything that we see online <laughs> everything <day. laughs> and you can extrapolate this out to everything you don't even if you're not in another group you don't have to shit on the other group yeah it's okay, it's okay not to do that like the KFL might not be for you and uh, you know it's not for everybody that's fine but i can say for this year I've learned from Coley McGowan, Lance Coley, Tim Perkins, mm. John Lesman. You know, my boy Chuck, Chuck Wise, uh, Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Baker. Everybody Jeremy Baker. on the team. They all have their strengths, and I have learned so much. whatever you're in an environment where. People are giving you everything because they want you to do well. They're giving you everything down to the detail of what they're doing, why they're doing it. And whenever you're actually talking to, somebody and not just your buddy who's fishing against you in the same tournament and you're actually hearing what they're doing and why they're doing it in the same tournament, dude, it's, I've, I have learned more this year than I have any other year of kayak fishing and fishing in general. That's, and, and and that's, that's 100% real. I'm, whether you you don't want to fish kfl or not whatever you think about it i can say from my perspective and the games i've fished i have had the most fun and learned the most this year out of out of any other time and that's not even i don't even know if i'm going to fish it next year but i can say this year has been tremendous
1: so you have you enjoyed the kfl experience
3: yeah i really have had a great time i've made you know staying okay. with people talking all the time the group chat we have its it really has and, and a lot of that's because I'm a, I'm a lake angler so I've been our team is so diverse we have a lot of river guys too and man I have learned so much about creeks and rivers fishing with them and just moving water and things like that things that aren't my strength I'm not going to say they are my strength now but I understand why they're someone else's strength and some of the yeah, some of the things I didn't know before for sure
1: yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. And I personally, I I haven't watched a lot of the KFL. I know Greg knows her is doing, trying to do a good job of uh, promoting it.
3: He's doing everything he
1: can. Yeah, he's he doing everything he can. Um, <laughs> kind of speaking to to kind of like the hatred of some of the stuff out there. Like, I, I'm with you on that one. I don't get it. If you don't like it, you don't like it. It's not for you. It's not for you. Okay. let's it let, let, let let's give it a chance let's let people let somebody like greg knows or whoever it is try to build something and see what comes out of it maybe it's just a fad it'll go away in a year maybe it's not maybe it's going to be the next big thing kayak fishing maybe it's not going to be the best next best thing in kayak fishing but it's going to be sustainable and enjoyable for a certain group of people what's yeah. the harm in that just let just let it be, just enjoy it. There's no need to hate on it. There's no need to, like, I've, I've seen the polls and I've seen the comments on it. I'm like, what's, it, what, is it causing harm to anybody? It's not causing harm to the sport. I saw a comment once, somebody said, well, if it's too much, you know, if maybe it's too much for the sport. I don't think there's such a thing as too much for the sport of kayak fishing in general. You know, having the online tournaments, having the KBBT, having the uh, the Hobie BOS, having the best. I don't think it's too much because it, it comes to a point where you don't know what the limits of the sport and the kayak fami- kayak fishing community is until you've overreached. You know, how do you know how far you can go if you don't overreach? And we've seen it, you know, we've seen it with KBF, you know, where they had to like pull back some things. It's like, okay, this is as far as we can go without, you know, uh, kind of like putting in jeopardy the brand name. And that's fine. That That's what you have to do. You have to go exceed the limits of what you can do. And uh, so you can find out what is the limit of the capabilities in this case, the kai fishing community and the sport. So KFL... Me and Jimmy had an episode about it. And you, and We were commenting after it. Like, that was last year. And all three of us were talking about it. And it, it's the same thing. Me and Jimmy didn't understand the point of it. We didn't think it was great. But at the same time, hey, we'll promote it. We'll promote it. On, I'll promote it on my podcast. I have had great nose out here before. Just because I don't see it working out doesn't mean that I'm going to hate it nope. or crap on it. Because it's it's not my place you know, I may not see it that way, but give it a chance. Maybe it'll evolve. And we've seen how Greg knows from, you know, when it started the project to what it is now. We've seen the changes and there's nothing wrong with making changes. Like to think that the plan A is going to be sustainable for the next 10 years is illogical. And people jump, oh, you see they made changes, they didn't work. No, it's not that. You set up a plan, you set up a uh kind of like a blueprint of what you think is going to be successful and then once you put it in practice and you see where you tweak it and where you have to change and evolve it from there and that's what it is
3: that, that's that my opinion about it I, I don't know how they have lofty goals i have no idea how big it's going to get but it's going to happen again next year i mean yeah. there's and he has some of the best anglers in the country fishing it i mean you really do if if you look at all the teams there are some excellent anglers fishing yeah. And uh, it's, you know, it's live events. It's just doing it in a team format. It's, it's okay that they're doing something else. It, it's all right, it's everybody. Cool. Yeah,
1: It's cool. It's fine. let yeah. enjoy it. Let's see what happens with it. Um, and again, huge you shout out to Greg Nosar? I mean, he's putting, he's putting a lot of effort into this. And that's I'd rather have Greg Nosar put all his effort into trying to make an idea and think outside the box and you know bring it to fruition and be successful then have bassmaster come on and kind of just kick the ties and do half acid. let's let's be honest and not, and not to go down that rabbit hole but I'd rather see that than the other cuz we've we've had this conversation on the Paddle and Finn in the OG show and and on our you know group chat in um, Paddle and Finn for the host so I'm not going to keep throwing jabs at Bassmaster. But the point is I want I if Greg Nobles is trying to build it and he's putting all his effort to it and it looks like he is from what I can see then. Yeah, let's let's see how it goes, man. Let's before we bash it, let's see how great it can be. Who knows? Yeah, it's 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 fun. I know that. So, so you plan to fish it next year or you still have your uh
3: probably probably not and that's not because I don't Enjoy my team, or I, I don't enjoy fishing it because I've learned so much. I just have really limited vacation time, yeah. and I, if if I want to fish some hobies or some bass events, I am I have lost like eight vacation days on fishing KFL, and that's you know that's, that's a, a lot. lot of, yeah, that's, that's a lot so of, all, all of events that I could fish. So if I think about, it, I probably had more fun fishing KFL than I have hobies and bass over the last few years, yeah. but you know, I mean, if if you want, it's 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 tough, man. I'm uh, with a family, limited vacation days. It's it's always going to be my struggle.
1: Yeah, that's that's the thing about it. You know, at the end of the day, this is not to a point where it's paying the bills yet. So yeah, it's maybe fun. at some yeah. point it will, and not just KFL anything. Unless you yeah. you're winning every, unless you're in the money. And when I say in the money, in the top three on every single event, and you're not really profiting out of this take consideration all the travel expenses hotels blah 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 they have to pay
3: Yeah, so. I, I don't have any kind of expectations over being a pro or anything else I feel like I've gotten better and I just you know I have fun with it and it is what it is so if I were smart I would probably stay with KFL and learn more and have more fun but you know I, I just it's hard for me personally to put that many eggs in one basket I like yeah. the KFL I enjoy it I just don't know if I can commit another year to it in the situation on that. But uh, again, that's in no way putting it down.
0: Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top of the line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com.
2: This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more.
1: Yeah, and and that's going to be one of the challenges, I think, for KFL, is trying to get people who says, like, hey, man, uh, we want you to come to the sport because we could use the big names, you know, kind of, like, bring it, gives it more um, credibility when you have bigger names, like Russ Snyder's, Cody Mills, and stuff like that. But at the same time.
3: There was a Russ Snyder's and a Chad Hoover team and all these other teams playing that pulled out right at the very end. So all these, a lot of other big names that didn't commit to it this year a lot of those names were going to have a team that we we're talking about before because there were four or five i'm not putting down any of those people but there were four. no or they have the reasons yeah that whenever it was time to put up the money they decide not to do it
1: and and that was my point that's going to be the challenge when you think about guys families and jobs it's like well you know when you th- think about guys like let's say Russ Snyder. Cody Milton, Catherine Fields, Guillermo, um, even the new new Youngbloods, Ewan Minor. You know, those are guys that eventually they could get sponsorship to help them pay for the sport. But now when you say, well, now I have to my family time, my vacation time, now KFL, but my sponsors would rather I fish a Hobie BOS and a Bassmaster than a KFL. Then that's I think that's what's gonna limit um, KFL in that aspect. You know, it's trying to draw those big names because at the end of the day, something has to give. You know, y- you're only human. None of us here are robots, and to think you can fish all of them, you know, you have to make sacrifices. And for th- most guys, to say, well, you know, what pays off more, and what's more advantageous for my quote-unquote career as a kayak angler. You know, for my sponsorship, um, you know, uh, uh, then it's going to be the big name tournaments, the Hobie BOS, the Bassmasters, K, uh, KBFs. So KFL kind of takes a backseat to that. It's going to be a challenge, you know, and let's see what Greg Noso comes up with uh, next well, they, season. They've already, all yes. the 17 teams yeah.
3: that are already teams, there's already two more committed next year. So they've already yeah. grown. So, yep, yeah. it's and that's just 2 they're going to grow more next year. So it's, it's getting bigger no matter what. No matter what names. I mean Derek Brundle, Matthew conant you know, there's all the Derek Miller, there's all, all these other people that are you know, sticks, Colin McGowan. Derek
1: Miller, that's the name I was thinking about from Florida.
3: Yeah, there's Oh even, no, Derek
1: Miller's from uh, Texas. Never mind.
3: Yeah. Uh, there's uh, you know, Mike Elsie, national champion. Mike Elsey. you know, there's so many people that are efficient at this year that just because you haven't tuned in, there's a lot of big names that are efficient at, or people that you know, like Lance Coley, somebody who hasn't, on my team, who he's one angler. Lance Coley's world. a great angler. Oh, he's unbelievable. He got second. Yeah. He, believe me, Lance Coley is one of the best anglers in the country. So, now, although you might not know his name, I promise he will take your money any day of the week.
1: Yeah, I had him on my podcast. I think he he came, he came won or came second place, one of the Hobie BOS events.
3: On, on, a, on the Coos River he's won. Yeah. Angler of, the, Angler of the Year multiple times in my state for my club. The classic champ, Alabama classic multiple times in my state. River Bass and Angler of the Year. River Bass won multiple term, tournaments. I mean, he's, he's as good as they get. So a lot of these names you might not know, and they thought the team environment might be fun, so they got him to come out of their state. But some of the best anglers in the country, you might not know that Fish Hobie and Bass and all that, they're the same names that you see all the time. Some of these other guys
1: I, are as good as them, I, I promise. I'd be interested to see Lance go um more committed to I mean if this is just me personally. I don't know if he has the opportunity, his personal situation allows him to. But I love to see him go um more into the Hobie BOS, you know, shooting for, you know, that top fifty and TOC. He's only fished the local ones, right? I don't think he's gone, to, you know, travel around the yeah, States.
3: He, I think he went to Texas. He went to um He's fished a couple other – this year he's fished a few. He hadn't, he hadn't had the finishes he wanted, but, uh, you know, he's one of those people that can win any time. So. Yeah. But, yeah, we can, that's enough about KFL. It's fun. There
1: it's fun. <laughs> we'll look forward to see what he comes up with next year. And, again, we, we're rooting for Greg, whatever he wants to do with KFL. You know, if he, he helps grow the sport, then let's all – Let's all be a fan of it, I guess. Even if it's not your, at least don't bash on it. But anyways,
3: it's funny. Like every time I say I'm in the KFL, it's like I'm now the spokesman at KFL. Hey, I've had a good time. I I don't, I don't say it's right for anybody. It was fun for me this year. You know, there you go.
1: Are you gonna be the new people's champ for KFL now?
3: I am my dad's, (laughs) my kid's champ, and that's it, man. I am nobody's champ.
1: You're my champ. You're the champ of paddle and fin.
3: Thanks, buddy. That's Brian. <laughs> let's talk. I'm not even that. That's prime.
1: Let's talk about your new segment on paddle and fin, man. How's that going? Talk, uh, tell yeah, us a little bit about it.
3: Yeah, advanced kayak angler. We've done a couple of them. Recording the next one Wednesday night. Um, this week it's going to be advanced electronics with uh, Matt Ball, Jake Harshman, and. Oh Lord, I'm going to forget the third person now. Oh, uh, Casey Reed. So it's oh, 40, yeah, uh, Hummingbird 360, Lawrence live active target and Garmin live Scan, whatever the hell that thing is called, uh, I
1: forget. So the you said Lo- Lawrence, oh, Garmin, yeah. and Hummingbirds.
3: Yeah, so all three of the most the super expensive electronics. I'm going to have them on to talk about it. Just talk about industry-wide and kayak fishing, and talk about the strengths of each one, why they have each one, and how they've used it to to do well. So, all of them are three great anglers, and and hope and they all have a different brand. So, we'll, we'll see what they say.
1: That's awesome. Um, I've been meaning to get more into that i still feel like i want to be more proficient at fishing without relying too much in my electronics before i start going down that rabbit hole of live scope and all that and i still want to see what the technology what's the next step in that technology because i think it's going to get even better um, and I hate to be that guy that bought the latest thing, which is going to happen eventually. I mean, you blink and whatever you bought is already obsolete <laughs> pretty much. Cool. But there's always going to be something new. But I hate to be that guy. that, like, yeah, I got the Garmin scope and now they have something even better, like 10 times better. I'm like, crap. Now I'm still back. I just spent $2,000 and I'm still back. More than that. (laughs) analog technology, kind of thing.
3: See, I'm I. I really want to know if I had to pick one, I really want to know about Humminbird 360. That's kind of the one. When I was was, go ahead electronics, but most of the time I just I just did I freeze up or was that you? Point me. Uh, That's Alabama area, but the um, but a lot of times I'll say. I have good electronics, but I don't need to know what kind of hat the fish is wearing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you only need so much good te- detail. I have side scan, down scan, 2D down scan, you know, regular 2D fish finder and, and my graph. So I don't need, I've never needed anything crazy. And I've been using that since 2012. I've been into, or 2013, I got an 1199 on my, uh, on my Ranger. And since then, I've, I've been into electronics. But I haven't gotten into that big stuff. But three sixty is definitely the one that uh, that appeals to me the most. I'll, a lot of that's because I'm really not into I like to my kayak to be clean. I wanna yeah. have it no frills, dependable. Yeah. You, these thing these are the things that matter the most to me. And especially I have a family. We do well, but I don't have if I break something, I don't have a I don't want to take a thousand dollars on my family budget to go put something on my kayak because I broke it. So I want things to be durable and good and not have to fiddle with it too much. And I think some of that is a little bit too much for me right now. I'd like to see the next iteration of it and whenever it gets a little more integrated into Akai, it's yeah. a little bit easier to manipulate. So that's kind of why I've been waiting. But the 360, yeah. gonna, uh, that one might happen. I, I, uh, next year, I'm going to upgrade my graph. I'm going to get a, gra- a hummingbird that is... Capable to do the 360 down the road.
1: You see, that's what I did with the Garmin. I had the Garmin, I think the seven inch screen, um, but I, it's ready whenever I want to go with the live scope. Um, but then when I was fishing at Lake Fork for the tournament, while I was, you know, before lines in, I was just paddling or pedaling to my uh, spot and I see this guy in a kayak and I thought he was on the tournament. Turns out he wasn't on the tournament. Um, but he had this huge i mean tv screen like right in front of his kayak i'm like that is a big screen buddy so i could see it from far away and so i you know i was passing next to him so i asked him like are you guys in the tournament because i was like they're on a tournament then i have to move spots you know i can't fish you but they were like thankfully they were not so i don't make i'm on a tournament you don't mind if i fish uh their spots are like no, go ahead. So I saw the big screen. I had to ask him like I could see the the three sixty in the monitor, and I could see it. And I was like, I mean, I was a few a few yards away, and I could still see clearly what the the fish were doing. (laughs) That was that big of a screen, and so I had to ask him like, is that the Hubbard three sixty? Because I hadn't seen him on a kayak. I've seen the lorenz I've seen the Garmin, but I haven't seen. So I picked his brain a little bit and he's telling me it's, uh, how great it is because of the way it's set up. It's a lot easier for a kayak than using a, a Garmin LiveScope or Lorenz. I couldn't get into details because I needed to get to my spot. I had a tournament to turn to into fish. But it looked, I mean, it looked sweet. All right, so I need to, I'm going to listen to that episode of you guys. Um, when is that coming out?
3: Uh, it's. I'm just kind of they're just kind of fitting me in right now, so I don't have a slot. So, uh, yeah, so probably sometime this week. But the other two shows have been about knots, and the last one was about finesse one bait. So we're we're kind of just going super in depth with some of the best in the sport at whatever we're talking about. So, yeah.
1: so let me let me ask you this, because we have for those out, th- and this information is for those that are listening and fans of paddle and fin. We have the bass fishing for noobs. Mm-hmm. And then we have yours. What's the difference? What can the audience expect to say? Wait a minute, is this just a repeat? What's What's the difference between bass? Not that one's better than the other. Yeah. Just oh, yeah. what is the concept? You know, what's the difference in concepts between bass fishing for noobs and um, advanced anglers? Well, angler.
3: number one, I'm not covering any topic that the noob show is. Like um, four months ago, he had a show about swim baits, so it wasn't specifically about finesse swim baits. So four months later, I had a show on that. There's never been a show on Paddle and Fin about just knots or just the high-end advanced electronics, like a show just about that. So I'd say, like, new, the new show is our most popular show. The basics,
1: yeah. Yeah, You
3: yeah, yeah. do great. And um, so uh, I would say that's usually just a little bit more general knowledge. And what I'm doing is I'm really trying to be – it's not always – did I want to have a whole show about knots? That's pretty dang boring, but I know what other kind of knots other people are doing now. And if you're hardcore into this, this is the kind of stuff that you want to know. Like, what are these real, for real tournament anglers using, why they're using it, how they're using it. And I'm going absolutely as in-depth as I can. So, although there could be a little bit of overlap on topics, I'm truly doing my best to not overlap him. Because we're, we're all a team. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but we're, we are similar, but different shows and not on the, we'll never be on the same topics.
1: Cool. Yeah. And again, Bass Fishing for noobs. Sean who's taken over the, um, that podcast. Um, it does a great job. Oh well, yeah. You know, I, I love Sean going. does a great he has, job. He has a great He's show. Great, he does have a great show, but that's cool because I think it's, you know, there's for those that have been listening to the noobs now and then want to feel like, okay, like, I want to get into kayak fishing tournaments. Now they have this episode that's going to be more targeted to the specifics in and outs of what pro. I know Brad Herlebas and Jimmy Skinner and Brian Schiller hate when I use this term, but the PKA, don't shoot me guys, professional kayak anglers, we're using that term loosely. You know, getting into what they do to prepare for a tournament, I think that's more advanced and not something that as somebody that's learning kayak fishing um, wants to really get in in depth and I I'll give you my example when I started going into learning kayak fishing, I used to watch a lot of the fluke master and I got a little bit into tactical bassing. Um but it took me a while to get into tactical bassing because I could not understand what they were talking about. They were so wow. technique specific, so to me it was like, God, it's so complicated. Uh, but now that I've learned kayak fishing and I've, and it, it now I'm, you know tactical bassing is more like, yeah, I understand what they're saying now and it works for me now. And I think that's the mindset for everybody out there. If you're listening to the bass fishing for noobs and you're brand new to kayak fishing, that's a great show to start with. Not to say don't listen to advanced kayak anglers with Dan Perry, but you might be overwhelmed when you're talking about the knots and some um, you know, using a live scope 360 that may not be in your wheel wagon right now. Yeah. And and,
3: and, that, that's exactly, yeah. and there's a lot bigger, yeah. a lot more people who are getting into kayak fishing or who are at, at the noob level, that's a whole lot more people. Yeah. My, my target audience is much smaller, the hardcore people who are really into it. And so if I'm not, I'm nowhere near, I'm not tactical bassin', but if that's an example, I'm more of the tactical bassin' type show where we get really specific. And Sean is more the Scott Martin challenge. I love Scott Martin challenge, or Scott Martin show, and I watch his YouTube channel all the time, and he has the most popular show, and so does Sean. That's the
1: difference. Yeah, and, th- and that's pretty cool. I mean, it's I, I remember when I started kayak fishing. One of the first videos, actually, when I started fishing, not um, really getting into fishing, not just you know with my dad throwing a bamboo yeah. stick with a worm in it. You know, we're talking about more like fishing. I'm buying rods. I'm buying reels. I couldn't wrap my head around what's the difference between the action of the rod and the strength of the rod i had to watch so many videos <laughs> trying to understand what's the difference between you know medium i mean i can understand medium light me, uh medium light medium medium uh heavy and heavy i can understand what i cannot understand is okay take that and now mix it with slow fast extra moderate extra fast it did not make any sense to me it, it took me a while and it's a it's one of the simplest things about fishing in general when you're selecting a rod but i just couldn't understand it like what's the difference what's the difference between a fast action rod and a heavy rod it's
3: it's ex- it's the difference between the sticks yeah. and six rod. yeah and why you want a g loomis with an extra long Button yeah. so it sits so you can keep it against your body whenever you're frog fishing or swim bait fishing, and why you want that certain taper and why you want stainless guy or a ceramic guide versus a stainless guide. That's yeah, I mean, uh, most people don't care, you don't yeah. care about that stuff until you get to a level to where you're really you're trying, really,
1: the, yeah,
3: trying to really hone in on it. And, and that's that's kind of the people that I'm trying to target a little bit more with my show.
1: The te- the people, the idiots like you and me that go into that rabbit hole way too far than that we should have ever gone, and now we yep. need help.
3: <laughs> and then Drew Gregory's using like the same rods and all braid and kicking everybody's butt. Yeah,
1: awesome. So we, we haven't found a slap for you yet, right?
3: No, I'm I, I'm just kind of a float, floater right now. Every now and then, there's not a show. Somebody takes a week off or something. And I'm the I'm the fill in. Which hey, it oh, works fine. good for me because my show is every other week, and I, I try to help wow. out on the other shows whenever I can.
1: Awesome, like today. Thank you for filling in, by the way.
3: Yeah, man, happy to be here. Thank you for asking. Me.
1: Awesome, man. It's always an honor to have you on the podcast.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's next for Dan Perry? Uh,
3: well, I have last weekend we did a little family trip on the Black Warrior. It was fun uh my son caught a big car well i caught it for him and then brought it in uh this weekend i'm off it's labor day i think this weekend um this weekend i don't know know.
1: next week oh yeah yeah yeah. next monday right
3: yeah we're staying at uh my mother-in-law's she's going to missouri to see family and and we're staying at her house for the pool on the lake so excited about that going to chill out um that's it and then the week after i'm going to if we win this weekend, I'll go to Lake Fairfield in Texas. So go fish KFL. Uh, unfortunately, at the same week, the only tournament that we've had that has overlapped a national tournament is the Hobie on Pickwick. So I'm disappointed in that one because that's my favorite lake, but it is what it is. Um, and then the week after that, Lord willing, we would uh, you know if we win these next two weeks, we would go to the championship on Chickamauga. So.
1: Oh man. good luck with that. We're rooting for you. Gotta make it through two tough teams, so yeah you know, fingers crossed. We're rooting for you. I make like it. I love my Texas peeps. so no offense. Yeah. But you know, PNF family. You gotta support the PNF family. <laughs> now, hey, they're they're good. They're gonna be hard to beat. But. Yeah, they're they yeah. nice group of guys over there.
3: I'm excited and looking looking forward to it. It's my type fishing, grass and deep.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't like the in between stuff.
3: Grass and deep. That's my jam and Fairfield's grass and deep. So there yeah, Fairfield
1: is a great lake. You uh, can ask Dustin about that. Dustin loves that lake, so it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. You're gonna have a good time. Yeah, man. Maybe. maybe we'll see we'll see you when you come to Texas. Yeah, well, let's hang definitely.
3: out, man. Come on, yes, come, definitely. Come
1: come get, your, uh, get you a couple of beers, and uh, we all set. Yeah, I'm, I'm
3: going to get some at uh, Killian's on Draft.
1: Ooh, that's a good one.
3: Yeah, I, I, that's well, a good I'm, one. I'm stationed in Texas for three years, and that was my jam.
1: Yeah, Killian's Red, man. That's a good beer. Yeah, uh, can't get it, underrated.
3: You can get it in draft around and uh, bottles around here, but you can't get it in draft, it's so much better on draft.
1: It is a very good beer. Yeah. All right, Dan. I've had you for forty-five minutes, and I know you're filling in. You got to be tired, so I really appreciate you taking the time to join me and helping me out with the podcast. I'll give you a few minutes to uh, thank everybody you want to thank, sponsors, family members. Go
3: ahead. Yeah, uh, my wife is always. She doesn't. She's not going to listen because she. You know, she's not, but thank you. Uh, she's upstairs putting a kid to bed. Uh, yeah, my family, Summerland Outdoors. If you're looking for an Old Town, Hobie or anything else, they ship anywhere in the country. And they, Jackson, they have them in stock. Like if you're anywhere and you can't get a kayak, they have Big Water 132s, Old Towns, in stock. You can get them. Um, and they are they sell every rod known to, earth, known to man. I'm not sure if they have Douglas. But they have all the other brands that they will ship right to you, all the brands. Uh, Berkeley Flatworms, all that hard-to-find stuff. It's like an unbelievably legit tackle shop. They have it all. Um, besides that, Yak Gadget, Bioeno Power, and yeah, Paddling Film. And, fin. So, Perfect, and yeah. Alabama Hammers, check us out. That's a, and Exxon Lures, they're all behind me, but I guess everybody can't see that.
1: It is nice. Axon Lewis, I can. I need to try those, lures man. I see Josh posting on it. it Look juicy.
3: Yeah, they're good. they really well made. No filler. Like good baits. Polanek and uh, Jacobson both use it. So yeah, they're they're. I would say start out with the Ned zones. It's the Ned rig. It's got like an extra wobble that the fish just can't. They can't stand it. They get in their face. Kind like them. a shaky head. Yeah, it's it's just a Ned zone. You know, a Ned bait.
1: But it's oh, i like, seen that one yeah
3: like an extra wobble to it it's really is the deal and all the tails and uh on the worms and the crawls they all float so it's kind of like z-man except not that kind of plastic that you can't get on a hook i like i like
1: some i still it's like my l- couple, love and hate relationship with z-man yeah, yeah.
3: i use a couple z-mans I, I still can't get away from a couple of them but almost everything i use for X-Zone, they're great people and, and good baits for sure like legitimate good baits like there's a lot of good baits out there, but I promise Exxon or they really are good.
1: Well, there you go. Exxon Lures, if you want to promote my podcast, yeah. Love to have you. <laughs> nah, just kidding. But yeah, I'm gonna check them out. But Dan, yes. thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. Um, we're gonna say goodbye to the audience, to so stick around. Um, and for those out there listening, once again, Douglas Rod, DouglasOutdoors.com. Go check out their rods, LRS, X Matrix, and the fly fishing rods. This has been the Bass Kayak and Beers. As so always, your host, Armando, if you're going to be on the water, please wear your PFDs. I know Dan's tell you the same thing. That's right. So take care, everyone. Have a great day.